Welcome to the study of God's Word recorded live at Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado. To learn more about the many resources available through Abounding Grace Media or to tune into our live stream services, visit us online at calvaryco.church or download our free Calvary Church app. Now let's open our Bibles and study God's Word. Is my title up yet? Nope. So I have a story to tell you uh, uh, why I came to, there it is, did you hear that? I have a story to tell you why I came to that, and it's, it's just a, uh, it just came to me uh, about uh, the subject that we will briefly talk about tonight, and uh, Sister Renee, who is uh, just God's, just His mercy, she's leading worship tonight, and uh, her and I and a, and a group from here, we took a uh, a missions trip to South Africa, and uh, we were in this room, and I think we were in Cape Town, because we went there to, uh, to come alongside a uh, conference that they were having. So what we did is we took care of the children while the, while the uh, couples went to the conference. And so we had devotion before uh, we started to serve, and we were in prayer in this room. I can see a gymnasium maybe or some type of little uh, small, small gym. We were in a circle, and I was sitting next to Renee, and all of a sudden she fell to her knees. And I was like, I kind of looked at her, you know, and I was like, okay, you know, and she just stayed on her knees, man, like worshiping. And so after we uh, were finished, I was like, man, Renee, you, like, you just went to your knees. And she said, I thought I heard someone say, get on your knees. And it was the spirit of the living God speaking to that sister, man. And it just touched my heart. I was jealous, man. I was like, you heard that? You know, and, and I never forgot that. And, and a couple of weeks ago, and I asked her, I said, can I share that? And she says, go right ahead, bro. And I did, you know, like that sister is, uh, she's awesome, man. And our, our worship team, and, and we want to say thank you. Uh, just thank you. Thank you to our fellowship. Thank you to, uh, for those, uh, our, our brothers and sisters, our, our family that uh, gave to uh, Watts. I, I can tell you before we leave that you go with us. We don't know what we're going to do. We, haven't, we have uh, a list of things, but we don't know what the Lord is going to do. And, and so uh, we thank you for just being a part of uh, just buying a burrito and, and, and giving, uh, just giving and giving, and, and the, Lord, uh, the Lord bless you uh, for all the things that you've done for us. And so on behalf of the team and, and this church, I say thank you. Uh, could you turn into your Bibles, uh, to Mark 10, and we're going to be speaking about Blind Bartimaeus, one of my heroes. And I, I guess he's, let me caution you, sometimes I get a little choked up. You know, I'm going to tell you why, because I'm here by God's grace. And I take that seriously, and, and just to speak at this podium, uh, 
I just, I'm humbled, man. I'm humbled to tell my story, y'all. And, and I always share where I come from. You know, I come from the city of Chicago. I, I grew up in the projects, and, and I was like a statistic that said that I wouldn't make it. You know, and, and no, I wasn't a, a doctor or a lawyer, but they didn't think that I'd get this far. And, and so when I stand before you, I'm grateful, man. You know, because uh, by right, I should not be here, but by his grace. Amen? It's okay to say amen with me, man. I'm, I'm good with that, man. I got that background. Just, we just need to keep everything decent and in order. Amen. Then can you pray with me, please? Lord, we ask that you would uh, use this word to touch lives, all of our lives. And I love, I love that gift 10, Lord. That we pray for our communities. We pray for families, Heavenly Father, that have uh, heard of tragedy, sickness, those that are hospitalized, Lord. Lord, let us not forget those. Those, Heavenly Father, who know of you, but they do not have a personal relationship with you. Lord, we ask that you would cover us from the top of our heads to the soles of our feet. Lord, and open up our ears that we may hear your word tonight. Lord, uh, I just believe in my heart that we have instructions, and they're not all the same. And so we ask, Heavenly Father, that you would speak to us, and that we would trust you and obey. In Jesus' name, amen. So I told you about Renee. And the word just came to my heart to talk to you about uh, Blind Bartimaeus. And I'll read it, and then I'll come back, and, and we'll just cover a few points that the Lord has spoken to me about. I'm reading from the New American Standard, and don't worry about the words. Uh, it's going to be the word of God when we end. Then they came to Jericho, and as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a large crowd, a blind beggar, named Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the road. Imagine that. And when he heard that it was Jesus, the Nazarene, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many were sternly telling him to be quiet, but he kept crying out all the more. Praise the Lord. Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, call him here. And so they called the blind man, saying to him, take courage, stand up. He is calling for you. Throwing aside his cloak, he jumped up and came to Jesus. Remember that. He jumped up and came to Jesus. And answering him, Jesus said, What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabboni. In other words, Master, I want to regain my sight. And Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has made you well. And the word says, Immediately he regained his sight and began following him on the road. Amen.
History tells us that uh, at one time Jericho was one of the busiest place, places in the world. People conducting business, travelers, military soldiers constantly passing through. And unfortunately, in the days of Jesus, blindness was often seen as a curse, and begging was the way to support oneself. Financially speaking, blind Bartimaeus is positioned along the well, the, the well-traveled road that leads in and out of Jericho. That's the setting. We have a brother that's uh, basically down and out, and, and I believe that's why the Lord gave me this, because uh, I, I thought about, uh, we're just living in a time, and not all of us, but we're living in a time when we just feel down and out. Spiritually speaking, we're a little weary, a little tired. Things just don't seem the same right now. And I would imagine that was the life of, of a blind man that, that had no hope, that had to beg. And I mean, much like today when we, uh, well, my main street is Colorado and Colfax. And I pass through that a lot and I see people begging or sleeping on the street all the time, down and out. Much like this man. Lord, I say help us today. Help us. It's obvious that sitting near a busy road all day would give you the time to listen to conversations and hear of the latest news that happened from people who passed by Bartimaeus. That is to say that if, 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 my, if my job is to sit there and beg all day, then the people who would pass by me would probably uh, be engaged in a conversation. And, and so me now, now I'm in my imaginary mind, I'm wondering, I'm wondering how much about Jesus Christ did Bartimaeus hear? And, and that's a message to us tonight, guys. Now, I'm one that looks at the Bible uh, in that time, but I'm saying, Lord, how does it affect us today? How does it speak to our hearts today? Do we have a word of encouragement for someone that is down and out? If not, are we seeking the Lord for one? Amen? Y'all are going to make me start feeling like this is a downer or something. This is not a downer, but it's a message from the Lord. You know, we just need to start paying a little bit more attention to those around us. You know, I was a UPS driver for 30 years, man, and a uh, uh, safe driver for 30 years, man. And, and uh, where's the Lord, man? I looked out for y'all. You guys are the ones that, like, I had to look out for, not me. But one thing that uh, we had to do every day is that we had to go through the five seeing habits. And one was to be aware of your surroundings. Lord, help us to be aware. 
of our surroundings. You know, I, I wondered in my imaginary mind, like, what did Bartimaeus hear? And, and uh, I just want to read a few things to you. Did he hear, did he hear about the leper who was healed? Let me read that to you. Mark 1, verses 40 to 45. And the word says, And a leper came to Jesus, begging him and falling on his knees before him and saying, If you are willing, you can make me clean. Moved with compassion, Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. Immediately, the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. And he sternly warned him, Jesus speaking, and immediately sent him away. And he said to him, see that you say nothing to anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded and a testimony to them. And check this. But he went out and began to proclaim it freely and to spread the news around to such an extent that Jesus could no longer publicly enter a city, but stayed out in unpopulated areas, and they were coming to him from everywhere. Did Bartimaeus hear that from someone that was passing by? to add hope to his heart. Or, perhaps, did he hear about the healing of the sick woman? Mark 6. No, excuse me, Mark 5, verses 25. And I'll read to you. A woman who had a hemorrhage for 12 years, guys, and had endured much at the hands of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was not helped at all, but rather had grown worse. After hearing about Jesus, there's that word again, did you hear that? She heard something. After hearing about Jesus, she came up in the crowd behind him and touched his cloak. For she thought in her heart, if I just touch his garments, I will get well. Hope is beginning in her heart. Immediately, the flow of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her afflictions. Immediately, Jesus, perceiving in himself that the power proceeding from him had gone forth, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my garments? So we see the Lord at work. And his disciples said to him, you see the crowd pressing in on you, and you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see the woman who had done this. But the woman, fearing and trembling, aware of what had happened to her, came, and what did she do? She fell down before him and told him the whole truth. She confessed and worshipped him. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Did Bartimaeus happen to hear a part of that story? And guys, these are the stories that we have in our heart that we should be sharing with those around us to lend hope. One more. 
Mark 6, 53 to 56. When they had crossed over, they came to a land at Gennesaret and moored to the shore. And when they got out the boat, immediately the people recognized him and ran about the whole country. Let me say that again. They ran about the whole country and began to carry here and there on their pallets those who were sick to the place they heard he was. And where, wherever he entered villages or cities or, or countryside, they were laying the sick in the marketplaces and employing him, asking him that they might just touch the fringe of his cloak, and as many as touched it were being cured. Perhaps Brian Bartimaeus had heard a story such as that. And I, I see the seed of hope beginning in his heart. And I ask you tonight, guys, is there hope in our heart to share God's word with those that need to hear a word of encouragement, not from our personal opinions, but from the word of God? Let's think about that. And so Bartimaeus is sitting and wondering if he had heard enough, if what he had heard about Jesus could be true. We feel that way. I, I, I think about when uh, I, I was younger, and uh, I, I went to church. I, I always was in the church, but I didn't believe. I wasn't I was in the church, I was out, I was in that, back in the day, uh, you, you went to church at 11 and you got out at 1. And after 1, I went back to my old life. That's just the way it was. I, I heard God word, God's word, but it didn't touch my heart. And I'm sure that there was just a little wagering going on in Bartimaeus' heart as well. I, I'm hearing about this Jesus but is it true? Oh, are these guys just talking? Faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of the Lord. We can feel that way, guys. I want to read something. Mark 9, and you can turn there, please. This is a turning church. Mark 9, just considering Bartimaeus sitting and wondering, and I, and I asked that question to myself, had he heard enough about Jesus to believe? Mark 9, and, and, and I'm just going to kind of just briefly go over it, but here, Jesus has come back with Peter and James and John, Right? And they, and they run into something that looks like a problem. Uh, a, a dad has brought his son that has been uh, just taken over by the enemy. And I'll start here. 
Verse 17 says, And one of the crowd answered him, Teacher, I brought you my son possessed with a spirit which makes him mute. Symptoms. And whenever he seizes him, he slams him into the ground, and he foams at the mouth and grinds his teeth and stiffens out. And I told your disciples to cast it out, but they could not do it. They just couldn't do it. And he answered them and said, O unbelieving generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring him to me. A lot of times, guys, we need to bring everything to the Lord. I don't know about you, but I had one of those mothers. She'd bring me to the Lord. You know? And then I, 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 I remind, when I, when I share, I, I, remind, I remind our staff about who my mom was because uh, she didn't mess around, man. And I, I just remember a time when, uh, you know, growing up in Chicago, like, you, you kind of you moved around in groups. And uh, I remember uh, my buddies, uh, we all had the same kind of coat. We had the same kind of hat. We didn't call ourselves a gang, but we looked like one. And I remember when uh, they would come and like, Miss Ramsey, uh, can Avan come out? You know, I'm like 15, 16, you know, growing on 21. You guys know where I'm coming from, right? You got no business out in the streets, right? Going on 21, 15, 16. And, and so, yeah, okay, he can go out, you know. Just make sure that you're back at a certain time. And, and so here we are, maybe three or four in front of the door, and she would stop us and pray over us. Did you guys hear that? Are we stopping to pray over our children today? Are they stumbling upon us reading our Bibles or in prayer? They need to see that. They need to hear us praying over their schools. Right? They brought him to Jesus. And when he saw him, immediately the spirit threw him into convulsions and falling to the ground, he began rolling around. Right? And then Jesus said, okay, so how long has this been happening? He already knew. He just wanted that relationship to start between him and his dad, between the father. And he said, from childhood, it has often thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. That was a prayer, guys. Can I say that again? But if you can do anything, take pity on us. That's, that should be a word for Denver Metro for the United States of America right now. If you can do anything, Lord, have pity on us and help us. And, and here's the reply. And Jesus said to him, if you can, question mark, all things are possible to him meaning him or her, who believes. You have to leave that tonight. That's a word from the Lord, man. 
I mean, I'm sure that there's doubt in all of our minds. And he says, all things are possible to him who believes. And immediately the boy's father cried out and said, I, I, I do believe, but help my unbelief. I mean, just being honest with the Lord, man. You know, I've had times when I, I like, when, when we started the, the Watts trip, I, I was there. I was like, man, how's this going to happen? We don't have anything. And why are you sending us there anyway? And the Lord provided. Because of the prayers of the saints. Amen? I love this. When Jesus saw that a crowd was rapidly gathering, he, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, you deaf and mute spirit, I command you come out of him and do not enter him. And then privately, the disciples wanted to know why they could not do what was asked of them. It's very important. This kind cannot come out by anything but Prayer is so important in our lives, guys. I, I just cannot tell you how important it is for us today. And I'm not just talking to this church. I'm talking to our country. I'm talking to our communities, north, west, east, south, wherever churches are strategically put by the Lord. Prayer is the language that God hears. Amen? Back to Bartimaeus. I wanted to show you, uh, I wanted to give you Luke's uh, uh, version of, of, of Jesus coming. And I'll read it to you, Luke 18, 35. He says, as Jesus was approaching Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the road begging Verse 36 says, now hearing a crowd going by, he began to inquire what this was, is happening. And they told him, Jesus of Nazareth was passing by. And that's when the action starts. He began to cry out to the Lord. Mark says, when he heard that it was Jesus, the Nazarene, he began to cry and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. That was his prayer. And sometimes, guys, we don't have to uh, give dialogues in our prayer. Sometimes it's just, help me, Lord. I need thee. Oh, how I need thee. Every hour, I need thee. You guys know that song? Yes, I know you do. He began to cry out, or he asked persistently, and he, and he urged for Jesus to have mercy. Verse 40, 48, many were sternly telling him to be quiet, but he kept crying 
all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Some guys, guys, sometimes, guys, there's going to be opposition to our prayers. That's just the way it is. I was in opposition. I remember uh, when, again, going back to my young days, uh, not that I'm old, but when I was like in my teens, 16, 15, going on 21, my mother, again, would pray over us, right? That small group. And I would say, Mom, do not embarrass me like that. I'm serious, man. Opposition to my mom's prayers. Don't do that to me, Mom. The guys are going to be talking about me as soon as you close the door and lock it. I was more concerned about how I felt than the spirit of the living God that was compelling my mother to pray over us before we went out into the streets of Chicago. Thank God for wisdom and knowledge and understanding. And, And why do I say that? Because, guys, you stand in that place right now. You get the chance to stop your children, your husband, your neighbors. And and we're not saying start a revival in our neighborhoods. But when the Lord calls you to pray, pray. Ask their name. Hey, how you doing? What's your name again? Okay, I'll be praying for you. Hey, you just ministered to somebody, man. We don't have to be on the soapbox. Well, we can do something that is decent and in order for his glory. Amen? So they were stern, and and they told, basically, they told the brother to shut up. And what did he do? He stayed consistent. Verse 49 says, And Jesus stopped and said, Call him here. And I can, like, call him here right now. And, and, you know, I just think about the prayers going over the opposition. Does that make sense? I, I continued to think about that before I said it. That it just imagine a, a pole vulture goes over the pole. Our, our prayers went over his prayers. Bartimaeus' prayers went over the opposition and reached the attention of Jesus Christ, and he stopped. And when he stopped, everyone stopped. I have, I have, uh, I have a belief, and uh, let me say this. So they called the blind man, saying, "Take courage, stand up. He is calling for you." All of a sudden, that opposition turned to kindness. And 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 I, I just feel like that. Not only uh, did the Lord minister to or was about to minister to blind Bartimaeus, but he ministered to the crowd and the disciples that were with him too. Because remember, uh, in the beginning, they would have walked right past him. But when he stopped, there was a time of healing to them as well. Because now their words changed. Hey, man, everything's cool. I'm going to escort you over to Jesus. And isn't that grace? Favor. God is good, man. Amen. 
Take courage, stand up. He is calling for you. 50. Throwing aside his cloak, he jumped up and came to Jesus. That's important. That's important because perhaps there may be someone here tonight that could possibly be ready to take off that cloak. See, his cloak said that he was a beggar and that he was not able to take care of himself, that what he was doing was his occupation. But it's been suggested that when he threw it off, he was no longer going to be that person and he knew something was about to happen. That's good news, man. Amen? What do you want me to do for you? The question was asked. And the blind man said to him, Rabboni, I want to regain my sight. And Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has made you well. Immediately he regained his sight and began following him on the road. Can you turn to Isaiah 65, 24, please? Isaiah 65, 24. One of my favorite passages. That word call. Call on the Lord. You guys there? The word of God says... It will also come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are still speaking, I will hear. That's the power of God's word. It's the power of prayer, guys. I don't know about you, but had it not been for the Lord, where would I be? I hope that you can say the same thing tonight, guys. I know that... uh, I'm just giving you my heart tonight. I'm giving you uh, what the Lord has said. Hey, man, even if you think that you make a fool of yourself, tell them what I tell you to say. That's that's God's word, man. And and, and that's my heart. You know, when I'm in the prayer room and I'm looking at prayer requests, or we're sharing the prayer requests of, of, of the brothers and sisters in the Most Excellent Way ministry, This is what it is right here. When we're on the phone, the, the pastors or the leadership, when we receive calls from the church, right, and, and we pray with someone that's out of state, a couple states over, God's word. We, we give them God's word. We, we pray with them. We, we speak with them. We, we don't give our personal opinions, but we are... We want to be filled with God's word. And and you know, the the Bible says that the harvest is great and the workers are few, guys. And and, and, you know, just look at us. Just a a handful of us tonight, you know, compared to the people who live in the Denver metro area. and, And he's called us to be a part of his ministry. Will you accept the call that he is specifically speaking to you about. I have a note here that says, and Bartimaeus shouted to Jesus. As he shouted to Jesus, he wouldn't shut up. 
ignoring the crowd that says be quiet. He really wanted a touch from Jesus. Don't you? I, I do. I, I like, Lord, wash me over and over again in your blood. In your blood, in your precious blood. Finishing up. I just got a few points I just want to share with you before we close, okay? You guys mind? 51. Jesus knew because he knows our needs. He already knew. I didn't say that he knows our wants. He knows our needs. And he called him master and teacher. You know, isn't it funny that a man in the shape that he was in could know that Jesus was master? Bartimaeus heard enough from many who passed by that he gained hope to call upon the name on the Lord. Guys, if I can encourage you tonight, call upon him in your private closets. Call upon the name of the Lord for those that are sent to your hearts. I may, uh, I just, I love E.M. Bounds and I just, I'm closing with uh, just a few things, three things that he says. One, only God can move mountains, but faith and prayer move God. Let me say it again. I will anyway. Only God can move mountains, but faith and prayer move God. Secondly, faith gives birth to prayer. It is to say if we don't have faith, then our prayers are probably cold. Faith gives birth to prayer. And then finally, And this is, this is a tough one, but, but this is for us. Prayer and sinning cannot keep company with each other. It just, it's just ain't going to happen. One or the other must, of necessity, stop. They just can't keep company. I, I, and let me just say it in an easier way. I can't go into my prayer closet and speak to the Lord and then go out immediately after and live like all heck. That's easier to say like that. And so I say that to say that if there's a need to be cleansed in your heart tonight, now is the time. Would the worship team be coming up and service coming to a close. Uh, you know, one of the fights that I used to have was, uh, and, and back in the day, I, I, I kind of, I was saved in a Baptist church uh, on the other side of town. And I remember the pastor would say, uh, the doors of the church are open. And they don't say that here. If it's time for you to give your life to the Lord, the time is now. 
Uh, you have the freedom to come. Uh, we will have pastors and, and, and prayer team right in front of us. And one of the things that I used to fight with was giving my life to the Lord. I, I could talk myself out of giving my life to the Lord every Sunday. I'll do it next Sunday. I'll, I'll do it next Sunday. I'll do it next Sunday. And until I was just convicted and spiritually hit rock bottom. I, I offer that to you tonight. And if there's a need for commitment for your prayer life, I, I want you to come and speak to one of the pastors. Would you do that for me? If, if, there, if there's wrestling going on, bring it to the Lord. Let's close in prayer. Lord, we thank you for God's word. We thank you for waking us up this morning. Allowing the warm blood to run through our body and breathe the air that we breathe. Lord, we ask that you would guard our times of devotions and prayer. Lord, that you would save those, Heavenly Father, that have been uh, running from you. And Lord, we ask that you would bless us, Lord, as we leave this space. Lord, give us safe travel mercies. And Lord, if there is a need, we bring it to you right now. And so Lord, we thank you for the reading of your word and the washings of our souls. In Jesus' name, amen. We pray that you've been encouraged by this Bible study delivered live from the sanctuary of Calvary Church. For prayer, call us at 877-30-GRACE. That's 877-304-7223. To listen to this message in its entirety or to join us for our live stream services, visit us online at calvaryco.church or download our free Calvary Church app. Be blessed as you worship Jesus this week.